Blog Talk Radio.
to destabilize the Syrian government and control large parts of the Syria's northern territory. The group sent its members into neighboring Iraq in June and seized large parts of land there. The U.S. and its allies recently launched airstrikes against ISIL terrorists in Iraq and later extended their aerial campaign to Syria. Fernandez also touched on judicial cooperation with Iran over the issue of the 1994 AMIA Jewish Center bombing in the capital, Buenos Aires, and the political pressure that has been exerted on Argentina by the U.S. and Israeli lobbies in that regard. I have to say, I don't remember that. It was in uh, 1994. So what was that? It was a, a Jewish center bombing in the capital of Buenos Aires, Argentina. I don't remember it. Tehran and Buenos Aires signed a memorandum of understanding on January 27, 2013, to jointly probe the 1994 bombing of the of the Argentine Israelite Mutual Association, which killed 85 people and wounded 300 others. So I don't know. I don't remember anything about that. But it's a problem apparently. The Argentine president dismissed the allegations against Iran concerning the 1994 deadly bomb attack, saying the investigators conducted by the investigations conducted by Buenos Aires proved that Iran was not involved in the bombing. Under intense political pressure imposed by the U.S. and Israel. Argentina had formally accused Iran of having carried out the bomb attack. Tehran has denied any involvement in the attack and denounced accusations against Iranian citizens in connection with the blast as a false flag to screen the real perpetrators behind the bombing. Well, that's not new. We've had tons of false flag attacks. But so her remarks, were censored at the UN, um, not covered by any of our media outlets, as we don't, as we censor all of our news. I know people think that the news is free and open here in the United States, but the mainstream news is not, and they very rarely talk about anything except um, the weather, which they wax poetic over, um, local killings and um, weddings by famous celebrities. That seems to be a big thing. That's the biggest thing. Or, or if someone's bra falls off on the show. That's what they talk <laughs> about that. Oh, they have the Beyonce. Or whatever her name was. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I guess we had a, a equipment failure. Yeah, well, that's a... That's worth a 30-minute discussion. You know, here's something I really discussion. I, I don't know the Two entirely different school shootings happened just hours apart today. Now, this is something. Where was that? Around 7.40 a.m. Monday, two teenagers were arguing in front of their high school 40 miles away from Charlotte, North Carolina, when one of them pulled a gun out of his waistband and shot the other. The victim was shot twice in the leg and then reportedly in a stable condition in a nearby hospital. The alleged shooter, a 15-year-old boy, named Jalen uh, Russell, uh, turned himself into the school principal to face charges for assault with a deadly weapon. Huh. Just two hours later, 
as yet unidentified suspect. Um, shot another high school student in Louisville, Kentucky. According to spokesperson for Louisville government, the suspect in that case is a male, about six foot five, wearing a gray hoodie, a black pants, and a gray stripe, and about 15 to 16 years old. direction 
is to expose and halt the climate engineering. To do so would effectively pull the curtain back from the power structure and fully expose them for what they are, clinically insane and murderous beyond comprehension. So the human race is causing immense damage to the planet from countless directions, climate engineering is mathematically the single greatest assault against all life on Earth. All of us are needed in the effort to sound the alarm and make every day count. I wanted to read about food yeah, safety. Uh, okay, okay. But Earth has lost half of its wildlife in the last 40 years. So the World uh, Welfare Federation or something. The number of wild animals on Earth has halved the past has halved in the past 40 years, according to new analysis. Creatures across the land, rivers, and the seas are being decimated as humans kill them for food in sustainable numbers while polluting or destroying their habitats. The research by scientists at WWF and the Zoological Society of London found if half the animals died in the London Zoo next week, it would make the front page news said Professor Ken Norris, ZSL Director of Science. But that is happening in the great outdoors. This damage is not inevitable, but a consequence of the way we choose to live. He said nature, which provides food and clean water and air, was essential for human well-being. We have lost one half of the animal population, and knowing this is driven by human consumption. This clearly is a call to arms, and we must act now, said Mike Brass. Director of Science and Policy at WWF. He said, more of the Earth must be protected from development and deforestation, while food and energy had to be produced sustainably. The steep decline of animal, fish, and bird numbers was calculated by analyzing 10,000 different populations, covering 3,000 species in total. This data was then, for the first time, used to create a representative living planet index reflecting the state of all 45,000 known vertebrates. We have heard all of the FTSE index, 100 index, but we have missed the ultimate indicator, the falling trend of species and ecosystems in the world, said Professor John Belial, ZSL's Director of Conservation. If we get, right, get it right, we will have a safe and sustainable way of life for the future. If not, he added, the overuse of resources would ultimately lead to conflict. He said the LPI was ex an extremely robust indicator and had been adopted by the UN's internationally agreed Convention on Biological Diversity as a key insight into biodiversity. Causes of wildlife decline. Let's see. Exploitation. 37%. Climate change, 7%, other, 11%, 13% habitat loss, and 31% habitat degradation, degradation and change. A second index in the New Living Planet Report calculates humanity's ecological footprint. That is, the scale at which it is using up natural resources. Currently, the global population is cutting down trees faster than they regrow. Catching fish faster than the oceans can restock. Pumping water from rivers and aquifers faster than rainfall can replenish them. And emitting more climate warming carbon dioxide than oceans and forests can absorb. The report concludes that today's average global rate of consumption 
would need one point five planet Earth to sustain it. But four planets would be required to sustain US levels of consumption or two point five Earths to match UK consumption levels. The fastest decline among the animal populations were found in freshwater ecosystems where numbers have plummeted by seventy five percent since nineteen seventy. Rivers are the bottom of the system, said River said uh, Dave Tickner, <coughs> Chief Water Advisor. Uh, what, whatever it happens on the land, it all ends up in the rivers. For example, we he said tens of billions of tons of effluent are dumped in the Ganges in India every year. As well as pollution. As well as pollution, dams, and the increasing abstraction of water damage, freshwater. As well as pollution, yeah, dams, and the, yeah. and the increasing abstraction of water damages freshwater systems. I left the S off there. There are more than 45,000 major dams, 15 meters or higher around the world. These slice rivers up into thousands of pieces, Tickner said, preventing the healthy flow of water. While population has risen fourfold in the last century, water use has gone up sevenfold. We are living thirstier and thirstier lives, he said. But while freshwater species such as the European eel and the hellbender salamander in the U.S. have crashed, recoveries have also been seen. Others were near extinct in England, but thanks otters were near. I said others. Otters were near extinct in England. But thanks to the conservation efforts, now live in every county, country, county, county, England, every county in England. The world's 20 biggest ecological footprints. Ooh. Kuwait. Oh, that's bizarre. Huh. Oh, Kuwait. They, their carbon footprint is huge there. Yeah. It gives, it gives um, like blue is carbon, yellow is forest products. They don't have very many of that. Cropland orange, yeah. fishing ground, yeah, grazing say, land. Wow. Well, well let's look just at the carbon footprint. Wow. Huge. Qatar, UAE, Denmark, Belgium, Trinidad, and Tobago. These yeah, but, countries. Wow. But, uh, hmm. Huh. Singapore, huh. U.S., Bahrain, Sweden, Canada, Netherlands. Australia, Ireland, Uruguay, Australia. Things we're not even in there. Why is that? Yes, we are. We're right there. We're right yeah. after Singapore. Oh, after Singapore. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. We're after Singapore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God. The number of animals living on the land has fallen 40% since 1970, from forest elephants in Central Africa, where poaching rates now exceed birth rates, to the Hulak Gibbon. 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 Bangladesh and, and, and European, European snakes like the meadow and for destruction of habitat has seen populations tumble. But again, intensive uh, conservation effort can turn declines around as has happened with the tigers in Nepal. Marine animal populations have also fallen by over 40%, while turtles suffering in particular hunting, the destruction of nesting grounds and getting drowned in fishing nets have seen turtles' numbers fall by 80%. Some birds have been heavily affected, too. The number of gray partridges in the U.K. sank by 50% since 1970 due to the intensification of farming, 
while curlew sandpipers in Australia lost 80% of their number in 20 years to 2005. The biggest declines in animal numbers have been seen in low-income developing nations, while conservation efforts in rich nations have seen some small overall improvements. But the big declines in wildlife in rich nations has already occurred long before the new report's baseline year of 1970. The last wolf in the UK was shot in 1680. But also by importing food and other goods produced via habitat destruction in developed nations, rich nations are outsourcing wildlife decline to those countries, said Norris. For example, a third of all products of deforestation, such as timber, beef, and soya, were exported to the EU between 1990 and 2008. David Nussbaum, chief executive WWF UK, said, the scale of the destruction highlighted in this report should be a wake-up call for all of us. But 2015, when the countries of the world are due to come together to agree on a new global climate agreement, as well as a set of sustainable development goals, presents us with a unique autonomy opportunity to reverse the trends. That kind of scares me that... Uh, Sustainable development goals, yeah, that and goals. Do, are they talking about uh, eugenics? Agenda 21, yeah. Yeah. We, we all, all... No, go ahead. No, go on. We all, politicians, businessmen, and people, have an interest and a responsibility to act to ensure we protect what we all value, a healthy future for both people and nature. Well, I hope so. I hope so. But this is from um, um, Geoengineering Watch. And he's, mm. he's, he's uh, you know, Dana, Dana's a good guy. He's, he's really working hard. Really working hard to, to get the word out. Uh, okay. Food safety. Oh, let me just say, food, I'm going to talk about food safety. Ch chicken processed in China triggers U.S. food safety protests. I should think so. Food safety advocates are raising alarm over a decision by the Obama administration to permit chicken processed in China to be sold in the U.S., even after several high-profile incidents of food contamination. The U.S. Department of Agriculture, in addressing a decade-long trade dispute over farm imports, said it will allow poultry, this is ridiculous, slaughtered in the U.S. and Canada, to be processed in China and returned to the U.S. for consumption. Yeah, that's insane. It's totally insane. It's crazy. Critics are vowing to fight the decision, which they say put consumers at risk to lax Chinese factory oversight. And why would you do that? I mean, what, what's the sense of that? You know? Yeah, you know, kill them here and process them there. Doesn't make any sense. It take jobs away from Americans and Canadians. Yeah, it it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And, and then put us at risk. Here's another one that uh, came up recently. And, and, you know, if anybody saw the, the uh, UN uh, speech by Netanyahu and didn't get sick, uh, here's what it's all about. Why oh, I... I'm sorry. I just wanted to say Tyson Foods, the largest U.S. meat processor, chicken producer, Sanderson Farms, and McDonald's Corporation, the world's largest restaurant chain, are among companies that don't plan to import processed chicken from China. Well, I see. But, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm at a point where I'm going to stop eating chicken altogether. 
because I think it's 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 contaminated with uh, all GMO corn and and whatever hormones. Okay, why is ISIS why ISIS is Israel's key ally in stopping the creation of the Palestine state? What is Israel's real goal in tarring all Palestinians? as bloodthirsty Islamic extremists by equating resistance to Israeli occupation to ISIS. Yeah, I don't know if anybody heard Netanyahu's speech yesterday at the UN, but what a crock of crap that was, you know, relating uh, ISIS to Hamas and, 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 you know, and, you know, world terrorism. And Palestine. I mean, it's just like, oh my God. Well, what do you expect from a former car sale, used car sale? Well, no, he's just a schmuck. Yeah, he's a used car sale. Yeah, he used the Jewish word schmuck, you know, for for, for Netanyahu. But uh, addressing the United Nations on September 29th, Benjamin Yahoo, the Israeli Prime Minister, brushed aside criticism of his country's 50 day bombardment of Gaza, which killed. 2,139 Palestinians, most of the civilians, including 490 children, equating it with the current U.S.-led aerial uh, strikes against terrorism of the self-declared Islamic State. Oh, and he also said anybody who is against uh, Israel is anti-Semite, okay? What a piece of shit this guy was. There is no differentiating between ISIS and Hamas, said Netanyahu. They are Branches of the same poisonous tree. When it comes to its ultimate goals, Hamas I wouldn't. Is I don't ISIS, even want to read his words. ISIS is Hamas. Then why even read his words? Because it's all lies. Because it's all lies. Okay. People will think, why put them out there? Well, no. The reason is, is this: this stop the war coalition. The name of this book. Okay. An image speaking a thousand words, and that is presumably what Israelis, Israel supporters, hope for in their latest ad in the New York Times. Two photographs are based side by side. One titled ISIS is now iconic image of a kneeling James Foley uh, guarded by a black hooded executioner who awaited his terrible fate. And the other titled Hamas is a scene from Gaza where a similar mass killer stands over two victims who cower in fear. A headline stating, this is the face of radical Islam, tries like the image to equate the two organizations. We have heard this line repeatedly from Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, uh, who tweeted Hamas uh, is ISIS after the video of Foley's beheading last week in a speech addressed to the family of Stephen Sodlov's ISIS and his latest victim. He called Hamas and ISIS tentacles of a violent uh, Islamist terrorism. Netanyahu's depiction of Hamas and ISIS or Islamic State as branches of the same poisonous tree is a travesty of truth. The two have entirely different, in fact, opposed uh, political uh, projects. Uh, ISIS wants to return to supposed era of pure Islamic rule, the caliphate, when all Muslims were subject to God's law, Sharia. And given that Muslims are now to be found in every corner of the globe, the implication is that ISIS ultimately seeks world domination. 
for Hamas's goals are decidedly more modest. It has born and continues as a national liberation movement, seeking to create a Palestinian state. Its members may disagree on the state's territorial limits, but even in the most ambitious aspect, expect no more than the historic borders of a Palestine that existed a few decades ago. ISIS aims to sweep away Palestine and every other Arab state in the region. That is the key to interpreting the very different, if equally brutal, events depicted in the two images. ISIS killed Foley, dressed in Guantanamo-style orange jumpsuit, purely as a spectacle, a graphic message to the world of this menacing agenda. Hamas' cruelty has directed it at those those in Gaza who collaborate with Israel, undermining any hope of Palestinian liberation from Israeli occupation. The extrajudicial execution of collaborators may be ugly, but it is a long tradition among resistance movements fighting uh, asymmetrical wars. Militants uh, among the Marxist revolutionaries of Latin America and Catholic nationalists in Ireland, as well as the Allied resistance in Nazi Europe and the Jewish underground against the British in Palestine, had nary a Muslim in their ranks, but they brutally punished those who betrayed them. ISIS reported 20,000 foot soldiers have quickly taken over swaths of Iraq and Syria in a murderous and uncompromising campaign against anyone who rejects not only Islam, but a specific specific interpretation of it. Hamas, split between political and militant factions, has shown itself both pragmatic and accountable to the Palestinian public. It won the the last national election in 2006, and after its recent fight against Israel and Gaza, is by far the most popular Palestinian movement. Despite being in control of Gaza for eight years, it has not implemented Shia law nor nor targeted the enclave's Christians. Instead, it has recently formed a unity government with its secular political rivals in Fatah and has been more than willing to negotiate with Israel. According to reports, Hamas uh, leader Khalid Mashal has joined Mohammed Abbas, the leader of the Palestinian Authority, in demanding the most diminutive Palestinian state possible inside the 1967 borders. Netanyahu's fundamentalist right wing are the ones refusing to negotiate with neither Hamas or Abbas. In, in casting a popular resistance movement like Hamas or ISIS, as ISIS, Netanyahu has tarred all Palestinians as bloodthirstily Islamic extremists. And here we reach Israel's real goal in equating the two groups. Netanyahu's comparison has a recent parallel. Immediately after the United 11 attacks on the, on the U.S., Ariel Sharon made a similar equivalence between al-Qaeda and the late Palestinian leader Yasser Arafat. Israel's intelligence officials even called the destruction of the Twin Towers a Hanukkah miracle, a view echoed by Netanyahu years later when he described the attack as beneficial, adding that it had swung the American public opinion in our favor. Yeah, but, but they proved that, that, the, that the Mossad 
was involved. Yeah, well, that, know, most involved of the public doesn't time. know that. Yeah, they were All involved of with them that. understood that 9-11 had reframed the debate about the Oslo-inspired debate about the Palestinians needing statehood to one about an evil access of Middle East terror. Sharon revealed in... Reveled in calling Arafat the head of an infrastructure of terror, justifying Israel's crushing the uprising of the second infatata. Similarly, Netanyahu's efforts are designed to discredit all, not just the Islamic variety of Palestinian resistance to Israel's occupation. He hopes to be the silent partner to Barack Obama's new coalition against ISIS. Aaron, Aaron David Miller, an advisor to several U.S. administrations on Israel-Palestinian negotiations, warned in foreign policy last week that the rise of ISIS would pose a serious setback to Palestine. Exposing our manipulation and lies. 
Anyone that tells the truth about 9-11, the war on terror, and you are a terrorist that must be silenced. Extremists will have to get posts on Facebook and Twitter approved in advance by the police under sweeping rules planned by the conservatives. They will also be barred from speaking at public events if they represent a threat to the functioning of democracy under the new extremist disruption orders. Theresa May, the Home Secretary, will lay out plans to allow judges to ban people from broadcasting or protesting in certain places as well as associating with specific people. Let me see what else she has to say. She's a piece of work. Yeah. This is in the UK. Yep, won't go to that article. This is taking it down. Oh, okay, we're getting to it. That's a slow go.
for NIDIS said the organization is beginning a new bidding competition because its existing contract for marijuana farms is set to expire next year. They anticipate the contracts will be awarded from one year with the potential for four-year options after a profitable first year. It's free and open competition. We will consider proposals from any responsible offers. Hmm. I think the key is the, is getting the contracts early, getting the the certificates to be able to possess those drugs. That's the probably the difficult part. Yeah. Schedule C, schedule whatever they call those drugs. Well, here's an article I just saw. I think you have to have influence. Don't be tired. Buy facts you must know. Social Security. Okay. Social Security is a complicated program, yet you cannot afford to not know everything you should know about your benefits. Even knowing this, it can be hard to find the information you need in order to make the most informed decisions you and your, uh, you and your family. The following top five lists, Motley Fool's planning, financial planning team, reveals five essentials for little-known facts about Social Security program and how it will affect millions of Americans. Although most people expect Social Security to be there for them when they retire, they could be wrong, and by then, it might be too late. Number five, Social Security is massive. In 2014, over 49 million Americans will receive Social Security. Among them are 38 million retired workers, 9 million survivors and dependents, and 11 million disabled workers and dependents. Number four, the elderly could not survive without this program. Many elderly Americans heavily rely on Social Security as their major income source for most older Americans. In fact, 9 out of 10 people age 65 and older receive Social Security benefits, which at times comprises 38% of income. Even more important, half of married couples and three-quarters of singles receive at least half their retirement income from Social Security. Uh, demographics, the working force is shrinking. Demographics are not in your favor, as fewer workers support more retirees. In 1950, there were 16 workers per Social Security recipient. In 1960, there were five workers per recipient. But in the year 2033, only 2.1 workers will support retirees. Um, so the number just doesn't add up. Social Security relies on its trust fund in order to cover shortfalls between taxes paid and benefits paid. The trust fund is projected to run out of money in 2033. Uh, once the, that happens, retirees will only expect to receive about 75% of their benefits that they would have received. Number one, the number one way to increase your benefits. Every year you wait to claim your Social Security benefits until age 70 you will boost your annual payout by 8%. Waiting until you're 70 will give you 32% more in benefits than if you took them at age 66, and you can receive 76% more, 76 more than taking them at age 62. If you can afford to delay benefits until age 70, and you live past age 82, you will receive more in lifetime income from Social Security than if you had waited until full retirement age. How to get even more income during retirement? Well. Social Security plays a key role in your retirement security, but it's not the only way to boost your retirement income. In our brand new free report, <laughs> Retirement Experts 
strategy to take advantage of little known IRS rules that will help you ensure a more comfortable retirement for you. And uh, $19 trillion industry could destroy Internet. It's time to take say goodbye to your Internet. When bleeding-edge technology is about to put the World Wide Web to bed, if it if you act right away, you can make a... Oh, it's a sales pitch. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this is from Motley Fool, just to tell you that. It, you know, but you know what? My, I think it's a lot of bullshit, and I'll tell you why. Because, you know, they're all telling you, don't, don't, don't take your money now, okay? Well, I but, think it depends but on it the depends individual. On the individual. And, uh, you know, um, here's something I wanted to talk to people about. This is great for everything. Um, Rick Flagg, the news. Uh, California supervolcano earthquake swarm. 600 earthquakes in 24 hours. That's what they predicted? That's what's happening already. Um, over 600 earthquakes, all registering a magnitude of 3.9 or less, are currently striking Mammoth Lake, California. The shaking, uh, the shaking start started around 3.30 a.m. on 9.25 and have continued throughout the evening and the next day. Frequency and intensity seem to be increasing. A noteworthy earthquake swarm began a few hours ago at the base of Mammoth Mountain, located in the flank of the Mono Lake, California, supervolcano Caldera. The whole volcanic complex is known as the Long Valley of Caldera. Originally formed 760,000 years ago, supposedly erupting every 200,000 years.
okay, here's our swarm location, and it's a previous earthquake spot from earlier in July that the mainstream media made note of. Why did they make note of it? It falls at the foot of Mono Lake Supervolcano and Mammoth Mountain with the Inyo Craters right here. So we have the Inyo Craters, we have Mammoth Mountain. These are well-known volcanic locations. And if there's any question, you can come in here at an angle and get a good view on all the different little craters that are associated with this volcanic field. So we've got one here, 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 going all the way down, and then it comes up to the larger volcanoes. Really cool to come in here and take a look at all the old dormant volcanoes that exist in California. But this is a super volcano, confirmed. And now we're starting to see a swarm happen here. That's no surprise. Look at the earthquake that happened up in central Alaska. Happened inland. Normally don't see that kind of activity further inland, normally along the Aleutian Island chain. So to see it happen here, this is right along the edge of the Craton. The Craton extends all the way up here to Alaska. So pressure was placed at the top edge of the mountainous chain that extends all the way down here through the Midwest, curls back up and goes back up, up the East Coast. So when we see displacement up here, it puts pressure down here. My next best guess is that we're going to start to see larger earthquake activity further to the east and also at Yellowstone. So we've already confirmed this swarm here is happening at the Mono Lake Supervolcano. This follows the earthquake activity yesterday at Yellowstone. 3.2 right here at Yellowstone. Hadn't seen any activity at Yellowstone for a while. Again, this is along the edge of the Craton. So it's going to be displaced as the pressure is placed from the northwest. We also see over the last week, seven days, look at Oklahoma. 4.0 earthquakes in Oklahoma and a series of smaller earthquakes on the east coast, Tennessee and South Carolina, right at the border of Georgia and South Carolina. Again, right along the edge of the plate. The whole thing is being displaced. When you see the activity over the last seven days, the higher these are off the planet, the deeper they are into the Earth. That's the earthquake 3D feature. So we've got some seriously deep earthquakes happening at 350 to 400 miles deep inside the asthenosphere. And the asthenosphere is the area of semi-melt magma that the plates rest on top of. And when that's perturbed, moved, you start to see the shallower activity. And then that culminates then with large earthquakes after these clusters of 4 and 5.0 earthquakes. Just look at the 5.0s and greater over the last seven days. And I'm going to put a link to my last earthquake update so you guys can pay attention to the activity that was happening this past week where I fully covered some volcanoes on the West Coast, Nevada, Arizona, going up to Mount St. Helens, all moved this past week. Covered that in my video. You guys can watch that. And, of course, Bartabunga up here in Iceland, now spilling down the Mid-Atlantic Ridge. And you guys can see multiple 4 and 5-point earthquakes have kicked off at the top middle and bottom, or the north, center, and south of the Mid-Atlantic Ridge. Europe as well, spilling right across over to Europe. You can follow the trail of earthquakes across the Mideast, going right up into the Mediterranean, where Greece has had those series of earthquakes. That means there's pressure on Europe as well. Look, no earthquakes in between the English Channel and Italy in the last several days. Big. And if you want to go back weeks or months, there hasn't been any movement really at all in that region. We need to watch that region for greater movement, greater than 4.0, let's say, in the next several days. Anywhere where it's silent, we need to watch. Again, silent areas, areas where we normally see a large amount of movement. Central Mexico, down near here, 
Look at all the activity surrounding it on each side. Same with British Columbia. Pressure being placed on each side. Areas we need to watch, okay? Much love, guys. Be safe. Always have an earthquake plan ready and be prepared just in case. You may never have to use it. Let's hope you never have to. Okay? Yeah, you can go to Dutch Synth uh, on YouTube. It's very good. Very good. Normally, how many earthquakes and things do we have? Well, not that many. Not that well, many. I'd want to see an at what a normal... Sure. But you know, not, but not that many. Okay. One nation under fascists, no liberty or justice for all. This uh, this is from Occupy Wall Street, and I think it's important to read. It's early warning signs of fascism. We just have a few minutes. Powerful and continuing nationalism. We have that. Disdain for human rights. We seem to have that. Identification of enemies as scapegoats and the unifying cause. Supremacy of the military. Yeah. Rampant sexism. Uh, controlled mass media. Obsession with national security. Religion and government are intertwined. Corporate power is protected. Labor power is suppressed. Disdain for intellectuals in the arts. Obsessions with crime and punishment. Rampant cronyism and corruption. And fraudulent elections. Well, there we have it. We, don't you think we're a fascist state? I think, uh, we're, we're, I think yeah. we are. Uh, it's really kind of I scary. hate to say it. But it's really kind of I mean, scary. It really looks like it. But anyway. Um, more uh, news. We, uh, kind of frightening, you know, it's really a frightening thing, how close we are to the edge, mm-hmm. and yet, you know, what, um, we're so close to the edge. The LAPD cops are disabling their own recorders, not just a few cops either, half of them. They have these recorders that are on their jackets. Oh, yeah, yeah. They don't like being monitored. No, of course not. I don't like that. <laughs> Gilead Asman on Mohammed and his friends. It's, um, it's uh, an audio on the Nation of Islam TV. Do you want to hear that? Yeah, sure. Let's see how long his interview was.
it was a difficult time for me, but I didn't know how popular he really was, but I didn't know how profound he was as well. Uh, Mr. Gillis Oxman, how are Man, you? Man, I'm very happy to be with you. I'm happy to have you. But, but let me say, I always want people to know.
to sync progress over the summer and promised to provide numbers proving those allegations are false, but never did. When the water shutoffs began, the city's path out of bankruptcy was still rocky and complicated. The thorniest part of the city's unpayable debts has always been the $5 billion in borrowing tied to the water company. When the future of the water department was up in the air, it made a certain brutal kind of sense to get aggressive about clearing up $175 million in unpaid bills in order to make the water department a more attractive asset in various negotiations. Since then, the city has struck an agreement with neighboring counties to put a regional water authority in place, something that should help to make service more affordable for Detroit residents in the long run, while also bringing in much-needed revenue for repairs to the aging pipes and filtration infrastructure. The chief financial officer of the DWSD told the Detroit Free Press that it must keep the pressure up on poor Detroiters in order to fill its agreement with the suburban counties. The total outstanding water bill has been cut in half to less than $90 million since the spring. As the water shutoffs were getting underway in April, Rhodes approved the city's request to pay the same amount of money to a trio of banks over some legally questionable financial deals tied to casino revenue. Rhodes had previously said the city should sue to cancel those deals rather than buying their way out of bad debt. Well, what a mess, huh? Yeah, pay the casinos rather than help people with their damn water bills. I mean, really. And the United Nations said it's it's a human right to water. It is a human right to water. And it's a basic right of people. And And we continue, folks. Uh, join us tomorrow night when we talk about union issues. Yeah, good night. Good night, everybody. Thanks for joining us.